Let's read Second Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 13. 2 Peter 2, 9 to 13. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despising authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in power and might, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage of their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. Well, Peter has been speaking to us about false prophets. And these false prophets, according to Peter, will arise in the last days. And he reminds us that they will circulate among us and seek to deceive and keep us from the truth of God's word. They'll water down the truth and bring compromise into our lives and into our churches. Now, it's really hard for us to understand just how strongly Peter feels about these false preachers and false teachers and the false teaching. But before we pursue what Peter has to tell us in this section, let me just say a couple of things about this. Consider first the words of Jesus in John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32. Jesus says this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Notice how Jesus defines a disciple here. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. What is a disciple of Jesus? One who abides in his word and knows the truth. There's no such a thing as a disciple of Jesus who does not know the truth. There's no such thing as a true disciple of Jesus who does not walk in his truth. It's the truth of Jesus that defines us as believers. A Christian, according to, to Jesus, who is one who knows and abides in the truth. Now notice something else that Jesus says in that verse. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth of Jesus has set us free. Now what have we been set free from? We've been set free from the curse of sin through the knowledge of the truth of Jesus. We've been set free from the power of sin by the truth of Jesus. Now, there's a second point I want to make here. When Jesus was on this earth, 
he told the religious leaders that Satan, their great enemy, was the father of lies. And Satan has been our great enemy from the very beginning. Consider how he tempted Eve, for example, in the Garden of Eden. He lied to her, telling her that if she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, she would not die, even though God said she would. So Satan, as the father of lies, deceives us by lies. How do we resist this great enemy? Well, Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. We resist Satan by being firm in our faith. And what is our faith? It is our conviction of the truth of Jesus Christ. We resist Satan by the truth. Remember when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness? How did Jesus resist the great, this great enemy? He did so by the truth. He repeated over and over again when tempted by Satan the phrase, it is written. In other words, Jesus resisted Satan by means of the truth. He refused to be moved from that truth. He refused to compromise that truth. It is the truth of God's word that defines us as believers. We are followers of the word of God. It is the truth of God and Jesus Christ that is our defense against the enemy and his tactics. The father of lies is resisted by the truth. And it is the truth that sets us free to walk in victory. Now, there's so much more we could say about this, but the purpose here is to simply give us the background to what Peter is telling us in this next section of his epistle. There is a reason why the truth of God's word is under attack. Cause Eve to question the truth of God's word about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you will cause her to die. Cause believers to question the truth of God's word as recorded in the scriptures, and you will open them up to every sin imaginable. Cause believers to compromise the truth, and you will open the door for Satan's attack. Compromise the truth, and you compromise your defenses. Compromise the truth, and you open the floodgates of falsehood and deception into your life and into the church. Truth is of utmost importance in our personal lives and in the life of the church. Peter is angry because of false teachers who are seeking to turn God's people away from the truth. Peter begins this section with the following statement in verses 9 and 10. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. 
Peter describes, in essence, false teaching and false teachers here in these two phrases. First, they indulge in the lust of defiling passion, and second, they despise authority. Now, first, false teaching indulges in the lust of defiling passion. God has a purpose for our passions, whether they be physical, emotional, or spiritual. And false teaching, however, defiles that passion. That's to say it turns from God's purpose for our passions. And, and we can look around us in our day and, and we can wonder if we're not seeing a clear example of what Peter is telling us about here in this passage. The prevalent teaching of our day is that we are to be ourselves and to follow our own desires. There's no concern to surrender those desires to God and his ways. Each one does what is right in his or her own eyes. So false teaching defiles passion and, and, and the purpose of God for our passions. But secondly, Peter tells us that false teaching despises authority. Is there any wonder why there's so much turning away from God in our day? The, the principles of respect for authority ha, has depreciated over the years. In Western society, this society, there's a great disrespect for our, our police. We, we don't want anyone to tell us what to do. We, we want to do what we want to do and resent anyone who tells us we can't. But how different is the Christianity of the Bible? Our faith is based on submission to authority. We're not free to do as we please as believers because we are accountable to God for every action, every word, every thought. We do not surrender to our passions and lusts, but submit them to the greater will and purpose of the Father. We have a Savior who gave everything to us, surrendering to the will of his Father. He gave up everything so that we could have life. We are called to be servants of God and to grow in Christ. We must become less in ourselves. And all of this runs counter the culture of our day. We are not like the world. The truth we believe is not the same as what the world preaches. If we look to the world for our truth, we will fall into error. The way of the world is not the way of Christ. The true disciple is one who chooses the purpose of God, even when he or she does not understand it. True disciples will submit to his authority. False teachers will cast off restraint and, and be free to be themselves and do things their own way. But the disciple of Jesus Christ values truth and submission to Christ above their own personal freedom. The truth is their guide. It is their defense. And it is in this truth that they choose to live. Now, Peter feels so strongly about guarding the truth that he has absolutely no use for false teachers. Listen to what he tells us about them in verses 10 and 11. Bold and willful. They do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels so greater in might and power do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. Peter describes these false teachers and, as those who are bold and willful blasphemers. 
They, they have no respect for the authority of God. They do not tremble in his presence as they defy and, and deny and blaspheme his name and purpose. Peter tells us that even the angels of heaven show respect and restraint in the presence of God. But these false teachers boldly tell people to turn from God's principles. They deny the work of Jesus Christ. They speak evil of God and his purpose. They mock the word of God and declare it to be evil and outdated. They encourage lifestyles that God despises. They persecute anyone who would choose to follow the way of Scripture. And they do these things with, with, with a boldness and hardness of heart that shows no fear of God or respect for his ways. You can almost feel the pain of Peter as, as he himself knew what it was like to deny Jesus. His heart grieves within him to see these false teachers blaspheme the name of the God he loved. Understand here, however, that Peter is more than grieved over the boldness and willful blaspheme of false teachers. Listen to what he says in verse 12. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. Peter is furious about these false teachers. He describes them as irrational animals born to be caught and destroyed. Peter has no use for these teachers. They were animals to be destroyed because they preyed on the spiritual lives of those who were seeking the truth. Now, Peter finds some comfort in the fact that these false teachers will suffer wrong at the, as the wage of their wrongdoing. That's to say that they would be judged for their actions. The, the wrong that they did to others would be poured back out on them, suffering wrong as the wage of their wrongdoing, he says in verse 13. But the apostle still grieves and is angry with the boldness of those who promote a lifestyle of falsehood. Notice what he says here. They count it pleasure. To revel in the daytime, they are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deception while they feast with you. Peter speaks here about those promoters of falsehood who count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They have no shame. They do not hide what they do in the darkness. They don't feel ashamed to despise the ways of God. They have their parades in open spaces where all can see that they are promoting a lifestyle that God detests. More than that, however, notice how Peter tells them how bold, tells us how bold they are, according to Peter in verse 13. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. Peter tells us that they revel in their deceptions. The King James Version translates the word revel by sporting themselves. The idea seems to be that they parade themselves about in their deception. They wear the deception and lifestyle, sinful lifestyle, like a badge of honor. They are proud of their deception and falsehood. Notice something else, however. 
Peter tells us that those who practiced their falsehood feasted with his readers. They were blots and blemishes reveling in their deception while they feast with you. These individuals have no shame as they feast with believers. They boldly present their ungodly lifestyle. Even in our churches, they boldly show everyone how they disregard the purpose of God. Now, what is our response to what Peter tells us here? What are we to think when the ungodly proudly boasts of their evil lifestyle? How are we to respond when our children are being taught this lifestyle in our schools? One thing is clear. This is not a time for us to compromise the truth. The church must stand firm as never before on the truth of God's word. Our youth are being bombarded by falsehood. They are falling prey to the error of this world, and many do not know the truth of God and his purpose. Shall we hide in the dark when the world revels in the daytime? Shall we be ashamed when the world parades? their pride? Will we stand for truth when everyone else denies it? Will we stand firm in the purpose of God when it flows against the current of our society? If there is ever a time for steadfastness and boldness, it is now. We must let the light of truth shine as never before. We must boldly declare the truth of Jesus Christ, for this truth is the only truth that can set us free. It is the only truth that can release and heal our society. And may God give us the grace to be true disciples who abide in his word and know the truth. <laughs>